This is the Nothing But Bucks podcast. Now, here's your host, TJ Reeves. My goodness, happy new year, Buccaneer fans, and congrats to the 2022 NFC South division champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That has a great ring to it because the Bucs have pulled it off by virtue of a 30-24 comeback win. How many times have we said comeback win in the recap mode? 30-24 comeback win in revenge over the Carolina Panthers. That's all the Buccaneers needed in a must-win situation. They got it. They get to eight wins. They win the NFC South, and it's on to the postseason. It's on to the playoffs and hosting a playoff games in two weekends. So, uh, Buccaneer fans, uh, rejoice. Back in the playoffs for the third consecutive year. That's only the second time in franchise history that's happened. It's never happened before. Back-to-back division-winning years. A lot to celebrate in the new year. Glad that you're with us on Nothing But Bucks. And no matter how you found us, through a social media link, through Buccaneers.com, the Buccaneers mobile app, We are here after each and every Buccaneer game, and we now know that we'll be here not only through the regular season finale with the Atlanta Falcons at Mercedes-Benz Stadium next weekend, but also for the wild card weekend. We'll be here immediately after the Buccaneers uh, take on either the Dallas Cowboys or the Philadelphia Eagles. More on that still to come. We just know it's a Buccaneer home game, and we know that it's going to be one of those two teams that are going to be the wild card opponent on the first wild card weekend in two weeks. So this is what it's all about, folks. Postseason and a way to play your way in. So coming up, you're going to hear highlights from Mean Gene Deckerhoff and Dave Moore. We're going to get post-game interviews from the likes of Mike Evans. What a monster day uh, from number 13. A record-breaking day uh, for him yet again in terms of yardage in a season. Uh, Moving up the all-time list on touchdown catches. Another 200-yard receiving game for Mike Evans. He was really the biggest catalyst to the offense. It it wasn't the only reason the Bucs won, but probably the biggest reason, the deep ball that Tom Brady kept delivering to Mike Evans. And you're going to hear from Mike a little bit later on, our interviews from the Hooters postgame show with Mike, with Chris Godwin, Sean Murphy Bunting, Levante David, all these guys coming up. Tristan Wirfs, Akeem Hicks, head coach Todd Bowles. You'll hear all of that here on Nothing But Bucks. We're always in the recap mode. Typically on Mondays here after the playoff games, just bear with us because on the wild card weekend, the wild card playoff game now could be Saturday, it could be Sunday, and now the NFL has also gone to a Monday night wild card game. The day after the game is when we will have nothing but bucks, and hopefully we're around for a while in January and beyond talking. Buccaneer playoff football now that they're doesn't have a great ring to it Buccaneer fans ring in the new year and ring in a Buccaneer playoff wild card weekend coming up at home well deserved hard earned no it hasn't been pretty I keep saying this though they're they're not asking at the end of the year did it look pretty or how many did you win by or did you beat a team with a winning record none of those things matter you know what matters how many did you win did you win and how many did you win and right now the Buccaneers won enough to win the division and get the home game not unlike the AFC South where the winner take all game between Tennessee and Jacksonville the winner of that game will get in if Tennessee wins it they're going to get in with a losing record of eight and nine. Now, if Jacksonville wins it because Jacksonville won on Sunday, that will be their ninth win. They'll have a winning record. But again, they're not describing by how many points. They're they're not. I keep hearing this stuff about the Minnesota Vikings who got throttled on Sunday. You you can't take away the Vikings' twelve wins because eleven of them are one score games. That's not how it works in the NFL. They're going to get a home playoff game, and they locked up the division a couple of weeks ago because they have won their games that mattered the most. They won enough of them. Not how pretty, not by how much margin. That's all it is. Just win. The Al Davis just win, baby. And that's what the Buccaneers had to do. Now, I'm not going to sit here on the podcast and tell you there aren't still concerning things. The start to this game on Sunday, January 1st on New Year's Day was not good on either side of the ball. And you're looking up down 14 nothing as you're going to hear in the highlights. But how many times have we seen the Buccaneers flip the fortunes around? How many times have we seen a huge momentum swinging play, especially in the second half, turn things around. In this case, it was the first half of the game. And you're going to hear that highlight on the bomb to Mike Evans that seemed to ignite things offensively from there. And give Carolina and Steve Wilkes, the interim coach, a lot of credit. It would not surprise me at all if Carolina goes ahead and just names him the permanent head coach. With how hard that team has played, how well they've played down the stretch of the season, 
again, they're not asking me, but I, I've done this enough and watched enough. He's earned the chance to be the head coach in Carolina when that whole situation could have fallen apart. Carolina uh, very, very much alive down the stretch of the season because of how well they played, how well disciplined they've been. They largely had taken care of the ball until the Bucks suddenly began getting takeaways in this game on Sunday, and those would all be big as well. And that's why Carolina was in range to win the game at Raymond James Stadium and have a chance to go to the postseason as the South champions themselves. Ultimately, though, TB12, Mike Evans, Buccaneer defense, Levante David, Anthony Nelson, Sean Murphy Bunting said, "Uh uh-uh, negative. Not going to happen, not on the Raymond James Stadium field on New Year's Day. The Bucs are going to be the team to break through. All right, so we're going to get into it with the highlights. As I mentioned, post-game conversations from our Hooters post-game show uh, after it was over with. In the aftermath of this win, let's get into what happened on uh, New Year's Day. First day of 2023. And we knew after Carolina took it to the Detroit Lions, and the Lions, by the way, have been in playoff contention the last month, the Lions had to win, and Carolina punched them in the nose for three hours. Body blows, uh, right hooks, boxing metaphors here, boxing metaphor alert. Carolina ran for 300 yards on the Lions, roughed them up physically, and beat them decisively. If that was not a cold bucket of water, figuratively, for the Buccaneers or anybody else, that Carolina is not laying down, they're coming to play, they're coming to try to win the division, you knew that was going to be the case. And so on the opening drive of the game, uh, the Panthers come right out and move the ball down the field. You didn't want to see this if you're the Buccaneers. You didn't want to see Carolina come right at you but in six plays 75 yards Sam Darnold gets a couple of completions they're able to get into scoring range and eventually they get in the end zone here for a great start for them to the game receiver in motion more to the right side wide to the right outside the numbers and here's the staff a seven-step drop by Darnold looking toward the end zone firing it's a caught ball touchdown Carolina Panthers Tommy Trimble who caught a touchdown pass that sort of iced the game for the Carolina Panthers in October. Makes a catch right at the goal line. Tommy Tremble, the tight end on that touchdown catch. He had caught one in the previous meeting in October when the uh, Panthers took it to the Bucks 21-3. That's right after Matt Rule had been fired and Steve Wilkes had taken over. So a great start for Carolina. And again, for the Bucks, you were trying to move the ball, but you couldn't really get anything going, and you were forced uh, to punt the football away. Now Carolina gets the ball back, and once again, Sam Darnold, who didn't play in the first meeting in Charlotte. Uh, Darnold had an ankle injury in preseason that had him out the whole first half of the year, a high ankle sprain that required uh, a lot of rest and rehab for him to get the shot. Remember, they were were playing Baker Mayfield, who they had traded for. They were playing P.J. Walker. Eventually, uh, Mayfield fell out of favor and got released. Walker got injured himself, so they went back to Darnold about five, six games ago, and he's really played solid football, including putting the Panthers up here by two scores. Shotgun look with max protection. They're running back on either side of Darnold. Takes the snap and looks. Looks to his left. Throws it toward the end zone, toward his left. It's a caught ball. Touchdown, Carolina Panthers. So that makes the game 14 to nothing. And uh, for the Buccaneers, just uh, a struggle at the beginning of this game, defensively, especially as Darnold was uh, hot. DJ Moore, obviously their big-time playmaker, able to catch that touchdown. Uh, I, I glossed over the Chris Godwin fumble on the opening drive where Godwin had caught the big third-down play for 25 yards and then was stripped of the ball. So now you're looking around going, can you make something happen? Unfortunately, the Bucs got a good drive going again, but it stalled, and Ryan Suckup's field goal was short. And so uh, now you're uh, now you're finding yourself down 14-0. The pass rush of Carolina is getting through for a couple of sacks on Tom Brady. But after that touchdown to Sam Darnold, uh, the Buccaneers got the ball and here very quickly got right back in the game. Get used to Mean Gene screaming about Mike Evans. Here we go. Quick snap, tempo mode. Brady throws a deep pass toward Evans, near sideline. He makes the catch of the 10, 5, 3, 2, 1. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Now, Mike Evans on full stride, and Brady with a rainbow throw. Fire the cannons. Yeah, this one was a perfect throw. Mike Evans got a great release at the line of scrimmage. They ran outside, and Tom Brady 
like we've seen so many times, hit him in stride. He hit this one perfectly, and Mike Evans was able to catch it and keep the separation away from 28 Keith Taylor for the touchdown. 67 yards and just a minute of clock time. That bomb gets the Buccaneers right back on their feet figuratively down now only 14-7, and it really sent a message um, in this instance to Carolina that, hey, the Bucs are not just going to roll over in this instance. Actually, it was just 52 seconds off the clock. And Evans holds in his longest catch of the year, the 63-yarder. Remember, Mike had the bomb in his hands in Carolina in October and couldn't hang on and couldn't get to it. Uh, and, and it deflated him. It deflated the team. He only scored three points. He caught a bomb for a touchdown against San Francisco only to have it called back for holding in the first half of that game. Finally, finally you get the breakthrough touchdown and you could just sense, I'm down there at field level with Gene and Dave calling the game as the third person on the broadcast. You could sense that the sideline demeanor changed, Evans' demeanor changed. You'll hear Mike talk about it after the game as well as a couple of the other players talking about it. And this is where the Buccaneers began to find rhythm. This is where they began to make plays. And now turnovers would become a big deal. Something Carolina had done well amongst their wins was take care of the ball. Not the case on Sunday. They had a couple of fumbles in the first half that if they were lucky, one went out of bounds on a receiver fumble. Sam Darnold dropped another snap, uh, snap and the ball bounced back to him as opposed to bouncing away. Then finally, the Bucs get a good bounce here on this takeaway. Darnell may have changed the play. Leaped up and now steps back into the shotgun look. Oh, he lost the football. It's loose. It's on the deck. Diving forward. Who comes up with it? Does Tampa Bay? Does Tampa Bay have it? Devin do we White. have the football? Devin I White. think we do. Devin White. Fumble, football, Darnell. And the boxer in business inside the 15. As Gene was calling, it wasn't sure if Akeem Hicks was trying to lateral that ball. Didn't know if Devin White was going to maybe break away for the end zone for a scoop and score. You fall on the ball. You're able to get uh, possession on the turnover. And then you move inside of the 10-yard line, and the drive stalls out again. And I know uh, Brady threw incomplete on the third down, trying to find Kay Dotton. There was a lot of discussion uh, just real quick about, okay, are they going to go for it? And Todd Bowles said, nope, we need points here. This is the first half. Can't come down here and come away with nothing because you'd already missed a field goal earlier in the game. You'd already had a Chris Godwin fumble, very unlike him. Uh, when you were down in the plus territory earlier in the game, go get points. Ryan Suckup did that. And, uh, and that made the game 14 to 10. Another key part of this is you knew that you were getting the ball to start the second half of this game. So uh, kudos uh, to uh, the Bucks to be able to get back in the game with 10 straight points, knowing they would get the ball to start the second half. Uh, now at halftime, we did have the ring of honor ceremony with Bruce Arians. That was neat. Uh, as Coach B.A. became the 14th member of the Buccaneers Ring of Honor, two-time NFL Coach of the Year, Super Bowl champion with the Buccaneers, well-deserved. Uh, loved his time, his tenure, and working with him. He was honored, his family down there, along with Warren Sapp and Derek Brooks and Mike Allstott, Rondé Barber, Jimmy Giles, the late Leroy Selman's family. They were all there for the Ring of Honor. It was just neat to see all of that happen and unfold for Bruce Arians to get to celebrate at halftime. And now could the Buccaneers be energized? Well, offensively, they were not energized to start the second half. However, defensively, plays began to be made, including right here. Darnold will take the snap on first down. Play action fake, dropping to throw, looking upfield, throws the ball downfield, got a receiver. It's an intercepted ball at the two-yard line, picked off by the Bucks at the two. Murphy Bunny. Sean Murphy Bunting just took the ball away from the intended receiver. Sean Murphy Bunting's interception. Uh, it's the second takeaway of the game. You'll hear from SMB after this game is over with. As the Bucks knew, you're going to get back in this. you got to make some plays. you got to make some things happen. It's not just good enough to get a stop on defense and have them punt it and flip the field. Go take the ball away, uh, even though he picked it off there at the two. And then the Bucks actually went on a good drive. They moved the ball out of their own end. They got a Julio Jones reverse. You got a completion to Godwin. You moved into scoring range. Uh, but unfortunately, Carolina's special team stepped up in this instance. Ryan Sucka and the kick crew will check in and attempt a, another short field goal attempt. The spot will be near side hash of the 16, a 26-yard field goal. He has kicked a 22-yard field goal. The spot's down, the kick is airborne, and blocked. it is blocked. My goodness, you get the pick and come up empty after a great drive by the Buccaneer offense. 
Falls short of the eight-yard line. Block field goal, a 26-yard block field goal. Generally, a short kick like that, you get more altitude. So the game remains here 14-10 as Ryan Suckup's kick was blocked. And uh, again, credit Carolina. They continued to battle. They played hard again. The second half of the season, you don't accidentally win the five games that they had won to get their record back to 6-8 with a chance to be 7-8 if they could get the win um, in this instance uh, on Sunday. So they got the they got the blocked field goal, and then Sam Darnold went to work, the former number one pick of the Jets, who they brought to Carolina, final year of his deal, final couple of games of his, uh, of his uh, rookie contract, and Sam Darnold went to work again here on the Bucs. Darnold picks the leg. Drops to throw, looks toward the end zone, throws toward the end zone. It's caught, touchdown, Carolina Panthers. On third down and seven, Darnold throws a strike. Huge throw to Shai Smith, who caught the 19-yard touchdown. And now you're looking up at the scoreboard going, man, this Carolina team will not go away. They smell it. They smell the chance to win the South, to get the uh, the eighth victory um, uh, right now and, and have a chance at 8-8 eight and eight to, co- to clinch the division for them the following week. But this is where the Buccaneers and Tom Brady, the GOAT, just refused to allow Carolina uh, to have any length of time to keep arm's length away from the Bucs. And immediately, Brady is looking up top again here down 21-10. Here's a good snap to Brady, kicks the shoulder, looks downfield, throws the ball down the right. He's got Evans. Evans makes the catch at the 20, to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Mike Evans has two today. What a response by the Buccaneer offense. 57 more yards, as Mean Gene called it on Buccaneers Radio. Get excited. Fire the cannons. Absolutely. As Evans just destroying the the secondary of the Panthers up top. And look, I know some things are being uh, said on the internet, uh, on the Fox broadcast, around the National Football League about injuries in the Carolina secondary. Look, the Buccaneers are banged up too. They've been without their best pass rusher, Shaq Barrett, for the whole second half of the season. Their best cover corner, Carlton Davis, inactive, injured. Uh, injured shoulder in this game. You've been playing the last couple of games without Vita Vea, Pro Bowl defensive tackle, huge run stopper. You play with who you have at the end. Everybody's banged up. Everybody's injured. And the fact that Carolina couldn't stop Mike uh, Mike Evans, good. Good for the Buccaneers to take advantage. Now, you went for two there early on in the uh, fourth quarter and did not get it. You were trying to get the ball to KDOT and couldn't get it to him in that instance. Uh, It was kind of a similar play to the Rams winning play where he kind of blocked on the goal line and then was going to fan out to the right. Got tied up, couldn't get open. Brady had to throw it away, trying to throw it to Chris Godwin in the back of the end zone. So the game remains 21-16 after the failed two-point play. But once again, the Buccaneer defense stands up. It forces the punt. And then Brady and company go to work here on an eight-play 92-yard drive out of their own end. The longest drive of the season. You get out of your own end with a completion again to Chris Godwin. Again, we don't have this in the highlights, but Godwin time and again on third down, making plays. You get another completion to Cade Otten. You move into scoring range, and then as it turns out, the Hall of Famer Gene Deckerhoff, prophetic. Right before this play, I want I want Mean Gene to give me lottery numbers. Is it Mike Evans' time, Dave, from the Carolina 30? First down, 10, Brady. Takes the snap and looks toward his way. Throws toward Evans, toward the end zone. Evans, Andre Bay makes the catch. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Evans has three. Fire the cannons. Fire them. Evans with a remarkable catch. Did he call it or did he call it? Brady to Mike Evans, third touchdown on the day to make the game. At that point, 22-21, a 30-yarder. Evans now over 200 yards in the game uh, with still some time left in the fourth quarter. Just incredible the weapon that he had become. I mean, so much of the season has been spent struggling to score 10 points, 17 points, and here you see the Buccaneers score 20 points in the fourth quarter. Boom, boom. And then the defense, speaking of booms, would lower the – well, first of all, you got the two-point play. After this, on the pass to Chris Godwin, Brady to Godwin, so that makes it a three-point play, uh, a three-point lead at 24-21. And then it's the defense lowering the boom on Sam Darnold. Again, if there's been a common thread, two of them for Carolina, they've run it well while winning, and they've taken care of the ball. 
But here, the Buccaneers pin the ears back fourth quarter and get another takeaway. Darnold, shotgun, Hubbard is the running back on his left hip. The snap to Darnold, dropping the throw. Here comes he's hit, fumble the football. It's fumble, it's loose, diving for it. Does Vita Vea have it? Does Vita Vea have it? Yeah, it looks it's like belongs to Tampa Bay. Big Vita Vea crawled as fast as he could, crumbled up the pigskin, and the Bucs have taken over at the six-yard line. You've had to have it, and Anthony Nelson continues to deliver with another sack fumble just like he did in Arizona. And the Buccaneer takeaways are back. Remember, this team went eight games, eight, with only two takeaways. Now they're coming in bunches. Uh, in the Arizona game, you got a couple of them. You got three more in this one. So it's good to see the Buccaneers back to taking it away, just like what Todd Bowles' defensive, uh, uh, defenses have done his entire tenure here with the Buccaneers going back to 2019. Go get that ball out of there. Vita Vea did fall on it. Very interesting outside the two-minute warning that the Bucs looked like they had scored on the handoff to Leonard Fournette. And let me just say this. I'm right there at field level. I thought Fournette got in. I saw the replay with the knee down. But, folks, the call on the field is touchdown. And by rule, the NFL keeps telling us it's got to be indisputable visual evidence that he didn't get in. And so I can't see on the two replays they kept showing where is the ball while his knee is down. Where is the indisputable visual evidence with bodies around him while he's reaching the ball? You can't see the ball. So I would love to have Al Riveron or somebody in the NFL explain contradicting indisputable visual evidence. It wasn't there for that touchdown. It should have stayed a touchdown, and it actually would have benefited Carolina more had it been a touchdown because you took time off the clock. Brady and the Bucks let the clock run down to the two-minute warning after the run play when the clock restarted. So right after the two-minute warning, you're going to load up on the six-inch line, maybe even the two-inch line, right here with TB12. Tom Brady has scored just one rushing touchdown as a Buccaneer, but he has seven in his career. Be a quarterback sneak, trying to get a yard out of a 6'5 quarterback. With Coquit in there blocking, now shifts over to the edge. you got Leonard Fournette in the backfield. Now out to the edge, quarterback sneak. Brady takes it in for a, is it a touchdown, Mr. Ref? Is it a, come on now, Ref. Come on, Mr. Ref. He got into the end. Did he not get into the end zone? Come on, Brad Rogers. It's touchdown, Tampa Bay. Tom Brady does his thing. Fire the cannons again. Wow, what a fourth quarter. Quarterback sneak. He's in, and that's a big moment again because now it puts you up by more than a touchdown on the Brady quarterback keeper, as Gene called it there, the first time he has scored a rushing touchdown for the Bucs. He had seven previous ones in his career. He was just not going to be denied. 45 years old or not, Tom Brady once again played like the GOAT, played like a maniac from the time this team was down 14 to nothing. And points, points, points. The most points the Bucs have seen all season with 30 of them on the board. Now, Ryan Suckup did not make the extra point. I thought, and I said this on Buccaneers Radio, I thought the Panthers got away with being in the neutral zone early, and it might have affected the kick. I thought the refs were asleep on not throwing the flag on that for a do-over on the extra point. So it stands as a, as a missed kick, as no good. And now the Panthers get the ball in the final two minutes, trying to save all their timeouts. They move into scoring range. And what do I know? But I've been doing this for a long time on Buccaneers Radio on the sideline, been doing the Nothing But Bucks podcast, hosting shows. I think I'm eminently qualified to, to judge on some of these things. It was questionable. Uh, when the Panthers elected to kick the field goal with Eddie Pinheiro, there's still a minute left in the game. You've got all of your timeouts. It's only second down. It surprised me that they did not try to get the touchdown on second down because obviously in the final minute, if, you're, if the clock is burned down and wound down, it's easier to get the field goal at the end if you need two scores than it is the Hail Mary or all the laterals to get a touchdown. So that really shocked me, and, I, and that's advantage Buccaneers. I thought Steve Wilkes uh, panicked a little bit in kicking the field goal that early. I, I would have, I mean, if I'm standing over there, what do I know? I'm taking a shot towards the end zone on second down. Maybe you get a flag. You've already going that way hit both Dre Moore and Shai Smith on on touchdown catches in the 20 to 25 yard range so instead you kick the field goal you cut the lead to six you know you're going to need the onside kick which they don't get Kate Otten got the onside kick the Bucks try to run a couple of plays to run the clock 
Uh, it ends up they're not able to get the first down. They uh, they end up having to punt the ball, and this was a crazy play. Uh, a special teams blunder again. You'd already seen a blocked field goal. You'd already seen a missed extra point, and now Zach Trenner, you don't, you don't basically know that name as the long snapper, has a horrendous snap back to the rookie punter, Jake Camarda. And Camarda makes an amazing heads-up play to avoid two Carolina guys and kind of drop kick the ball real quick from the sideline uh, to get it away. Because even though the Bucks got a flag for an eligible man downfield, if Camarda doesn't get that punt off, Carolina is set up at midfield with still plenty of time left to kick the game-winning field goal, as it turns out. So the end result is Camarda gets the redo because he got that punt off. After the penalty, he pins Carolina in. Carolina then gets a penalty, and they're now down at their own four-yard line. So uh, is Sam Darnold able to get a completion to get out of his own end? Gets up near midfield. They get another penalty. So now you're backed up at around your own 37, 36-yard line. I didn't think there was any realistic way that he was going to throw the ball 65 or 70 yards and get it to the, to the north end zone. So now it's watch out for the final play of the game. Down by six, Carolina season hanging in the balance. The Bucks trying to win the South. Here's the way that Mean Gene called it. Donald now. Shotgun look. Six yards behind the line. Takes the snap. Final play barring a penalty. Dropping. Darnold runs for his life. Still running for his life. Looks upfield. Dart throws the ball upfield. A little hook and lateral perhaps. Pass to the left side of lateral. It's caught up by the Carolina Panther. Tackle missed at the 40-yard line. Inside the 35. The lateral back. It's loose ball. Diving on it. It's going to be loose. The ball is picked up. And that should end the ball. It's still live. And diving for it. The Buccaneers have come up with the ball. That's the final play. What a way to finish. The old hook and lateral up for grabs of the Bucks win. Fire the cannons. We're going to the playoffs. Bunch of laterals. The Buccaneers chasing the defense, chasing Carolina all over the field. By the way, the Panthers got away with a forward pass right before the last fumble uh, there. The play wouldn't have counted. It would have been reviewed by New York for the forward pass. Game over. Revenge for the Buccaneers, and it's an NFC South clinching victory, 30-24. to as the Bucs get their eighth win of the season on New Year's Day. Happy New Year to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with a 30-24 comeback win. Once again down by double figures. Once again winning the game in the fourth quarter. Roaring back with 20 straight fourth quarter points to get the win. I mean, who's counting this team out right now? Now that you're in the postseason, uh, I, I know uh, that for the most part, the comeback wins have been at home. But guess what? The first playoff game's at home coming up here. You're going to go against TB12 after what you've seen in the Ram game, what you've seen in the Saints game, what you've seen last week in Arizona. That was on the road, by the way. Ten-point comeback in the final eight minutes, winning overtime. Another uh, ten-point comeback Sunday in the fourth quarter, down 21-10, 11-point comeback. Tom Brady is unfazed, 45 years old. Did you see the zip on the ball down the field to Mike Evans? Still got it, kids. Still got it on the deep balls. And now the Buccaneers take home a sweet victory, uh, mission accomplished on winning the winning the South and getting a home playoff game. Do not apologize for wins. It doesn't matter how. It just matters how many. And eight wins was enough. And when this game was over with, we went inside the victorious Buccaneer locker room. The tandem of Mike Evans and Chris Godwin had 19 catches on this day. I got the chance to talk to both of them on our Hooters postgame coverage. Congratulations on the win. How did this team gut this out and get it done? We just fought like we have been all year. You know, things haven't been going our way, but we just kept fighting, and that was our motto all year, and we did it, and it was much needed today. You have been hungry. You've been starving for the big play, three of them today. Why did you guys have so much success getting the ball to you up top? I mean, they, they played a lot of cover one. I mean, it, it's been hard for me to get that. Um, since after 2015, it's been hard to get, you know, I get a lot of cloud coverage, a lot of double teams, and uh, Tom kept finding me when we had one-on-one, and uh, we made him pay. Once you got the first one, was it almost like a green light, go for another and, and maybe go for another? No, nah, when I got that first target, that deep target I didn't catch, and I should have caught Tom through a great ball. After that, it woke me up a little bit. I got the track it great after that. Tom started throwing some really, really good balls down the field. Can you say enough about another rally down 14 to win a game? What is it with the 2022 Cardiac? Comeback Buccaneers, 
uh, here today again. Man, like I said, we just know we got to keep fighting no matter what. It doesn't it doesn't do no no good to dwell on the past and and not give it your all. That only is going to make it worse. So we just kept giving it all, and it, we know we got the players that are capable of you know making big time plays. So we did that today. How does this sound? First ever back to back division titles. Sound good? That's that's unbelievable. How about home playoff game in two weeks? You're down for that? L love that, too. I'm ready. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Mike Evans, a 207-yard receiving day today, including the three touchdowns, uh, two of them obviously in the second half. The big one in the fourth quarter gave the Buccaneers the lead, and the advantage ends up being 30-24. to 24. We will stay right here for a moment and come over to Chris Godwin live on Buccaneers Radio. A nine reception, 120 yard day for you. Uh, the most important thing is the win. How did this team rally yet again and win this game, Chris? Uh, we really just persevered. Um, like you said, we had to rally behind. You know, we, we had to use everybody. Um, the defense was playing good for us. Then the offense, we had to step up. And when it was time for us to step up, we did. And we really, uh, you know, we, we really made it happen there in the end. So I'm proud of you guys. A nine catch game for you. You were a, a third down machine and a clutch catch machine in this game. Just talk more about your performance. Um, I mean, honestly, whenever I go out there, I really just try to be as dependable as possible. Um, I try to be in the right spots. I try to be a guy that, that my teams can, you know, can count on when the moment's big. And so I made a couple big plays there to keep the drives going. And then, you know, we got tons of talent all around, you know, and today Mike was going crazy. You know, I'm right there, you know, hype, hype as can be for him. So it was a big win for us, obviously, making the playoffs. You know, I couldn't be happier. As I just said to him, it's almost like he's been starving for the big one. He got the big one, the 67-yarder. How much momentum, how much did that enthuse everything to get a couple more big ones to him later in the game? Yeah, it's huge. You know, I feel like like that's something that's, that's been missing in our game is the, is the big play. And, you know, for, for Mike and Tom to really connect again in, in the way that they did, you know, it, it was really big for us. And you could tell the crowd got into it. Our, the rest of our teammates got into it. It was just, you know, a really big moment for us. Tom Brady with a 432-yard game in this one, including three more touchdowns. I know you're getting congratulations here from Clyde Christensen while we're talking. Can you say enough about how money he's been, including in the clutch last Sunday night on Christmas night in Arizona and here again today in the rally in the second half? Nah, man, you really can't say enough about it. I mean, everyone knows how Tom is. Everyone knows how much he puts into the game, you know, and, and for him, he loves being one of the guys. So, you know, we, we respect him as that. You know, he's our leader. And when we go out there, there's no doubt in our mind that we're going to make the place. And one more fun one. You're going to host a home playoff game now in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's been the goal for the last two or three weeks. Get in and get a home playoff game. It's now reality. Yeah, exactly. And we, we couldn't be more thrilled about it. You know, when we, when we came into this season, you know, the goal is always to win a championship. And this is the first step, winning our division, you know, getting a spot in the playoffs. And now let's go out there and see what happens. Can't say enough about those two. I have said for the last uh, four or five years, that's the best tandem in the NFL, and it remains the best tandem in the NFL. I know the Bucs have struggled to get the ball down the field and to get points this season. Uh, Chris Godwin obviously coming off the serious knee injury of a year ago, really uh, in the second half of the year has finally begun to look like the Chris Godwin we've seen, Godwin we've seen in the past. Mike Evans has been there throughout, throughout this season. He's been open at times while the ball can't get delivered to him. It gets called back by a penalty. Tom Brady doesn't have time to see him. And, and, and one more thing about TB12. There were more than one occasion. He took some sacks, but there was more than one occasion in this game where he took a hellacious hit hanging in for that extra second to get the ball to Mike Evans or get the ball down the field to Russell Gage or get the ball down the field to Kate Otten. Uh, just a, a great job by the GOAT to deliver yet again for his team. All right, uh, it, let's continue with the Happy Hooters postgame show. Defensive side of the ball, Sean Murphy. Bunting had one of those takeaways. Levante David kept coming up big time and again. Huge plays for the Bucks uh, with the tackles uh, in the open field. The leadership, the defense, here is more in our postgame coverage out of that Buccaneer locker room. 30-24, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers rally, avenge an earlier season loss to the Carolina Panthers, and win the NFC South on this first day of 2023. Happy New Year, Sean Murphy yes, Bunting. I pledged to you because you were great to talk to me after a defeat. I'm coming to you after a win. Here we are. Tell me about the victory and how this team got to 8-8 eight and, eight and won the division today. Well, first off, it feels way better talking to you now. 
you know, after a win than a loss. But, um, man, it feels good to know that we get into the playoffs and we're one step closer uh, to our ultimate goal, man. And just uh, playing as a team, we play complete football. Uh, we might not start it off great on defense. Uh, we let up a, a touchdown that we probably shouldn't let up. Um, but, you know, moving forward, you know, we just do things the right way and we do things our way. Um, we're going to come out on top. And so that's just what we got to focus on it and consistently do. One thing this team did was take the ball away in the second half. One of them was a deep ball by Sam Darnold. You came up with the interception. Describe what you saw and what you did. Yeah, um, I believe we were in man-to-man. -man, uh, and then I had a, a, a tight end on the backside. And pretty much he kind of just stemmed me, you know, obviously just watching film. Um, they run a lot of those bang eights back there in the, in the red zone with the tight ends. And so that's what they gave me. Um, I anticipated and I just slipped it and made the play. And then you end up getting another huge play late in this game where Anthony Nelson got the sack. Vita Vea fell on the ball. How opportunistic was this defense at the right times, hey Sean? Hey, man, that's what Nelly does. You know, Nelly's a guy that's, I call him the equalizer because he gets in and he makes plays. He's a strip sack guy. He's a sack guy, high energy guy, and he's going to do the right thing all the time. So um, that's just a guy that, you know, we rely on. We have to rely on way more now. And he's been doing and living up to the, to the hype and um, just playing ball. So that's credit to him, credit to our defense for getting there. Um, and credit to Vita for flopping on the ball. Cause they're not getting that one V to land on it. No, it's absolutely over. not. It's All right, over. I know it's the other side of the ball, yeah. but Mike Evans seemed to energize the yeah. whole building, the whole sideline, one huge play after another. Yep, yep that's the animal. That's Mike Evans right there. Uh, you know, top one, not not two. That's a guy that's uh, consistently making plays. You know that, everybody knows that. Um, and he had a big night, man. He had a record-breaking night once again, and uh, he just stayed on top of it and got three. So uh, you, that's what happens when you put Mike in single coverage. Belief is such a big thing. This team down 10 Christmas night believed and found a way. This team down 14 in the first half today believed. Yeah. It's not all belief, but how big a deal is that? Right, it's just a fight, man. It's a fight. None of the guys on this team, they quit. You know, we always fight to the end no matter what, no matter what the circumstances are, um, because I know it's, it's bigger than us, man. We look at it deeper than football. It's, it's a brotherhood and we rely on each other um, because this is how we provide for our family. So every day we come in, we um, accountable to each other. We, we support each other and we just play ball and have fun. The country road, take me home, is playing in the background. That kind of started in Germany. Uh, there are a lot of Buccaneer fans hearing us on the way uh, out of the stadium and hearing us in their cars. Uh, happy New Year, happy New Year. Ha right? Happy New Year, Happy New Year. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Bucks win, baby. All right, Sean, thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Again, Sean Murphy bunting with one of the two takeaways in the second half as the Buccaneers come from behind and hang on on the uh, strength of a uh, solid defensive play on the final drive. Again, Carolina had the ball down by six, backed up in their own end. They got one completion near midfield, and they tried all the laterals. Could not make that happen. And the Buccaneers have won the NFC South and clinched a home playoff game here this afternoon against the Carolina Panthers with an 8-8 eight and eight record. Still one game to go, and it won't matter now in Atlanta. Not needed, as the Bucs now know they're hosting uh, a game against a wild card opponent, which could be the Philadelphia Eagles. It could be the Dallas Cowboys. That'll be sorted out next week. Levante David is still talking to the media here. We'll put a microphone in. I know that head coach Todd Bowles will be with us soon, but we'll listen to Levante here for a moment. But uh, we definitely, uh, you know, came together as a defense saying, you know, we got to make plays to put our offense in position and score touchdowns. And uh, that's what you want, you know, uh, championship style defense. We gave us some early touchdowns, but we, we didn't blink. We came back in and kept fighting and uh, was able to get some crucial turnovers at the end. Can you uh, just describe how many different guys contributed in that fourth quarter to make big plays? Everybody, everybody. Like I said, man, when your number call, you got to be able to pull up and make a play. You know, uh, you had Tweeds, you had uh, Anthony Nelson, you had, you know, Devin, I mean, the whole everybody. The whole defense, Sean Murphy, Bunton, you know, everybody stepped up and made plays when we needed to make plays. And uh, that's what we got to have as a defense. Levante, we're live here as well on Buccaneers Radio. Congrats on the win. They got up 14-0. What, if anything, was said, you or any of the other leaders, about hanging in there, keeping focus, and a long way to go in this game? Yeah, just no pointing fingers. And knowing we still got a, a lot of football left to play and knowing what we're capable of as a defense. And uh, we was able to do that, you know, in the second half and uh, be able to, you know, overcome all of the stuff that happened. You know, we were able to, uh, you know, just create some turnovers defensively and uh, put our offense in position to make plays and uh, make touchdowns. So, uh, you know, uh, I just credit to the, the guys we got, our coaching staff on defense, keeping everybody together. You know, nobody breaking down, everybody, you know, stand as one unit. How does it sound to be in the playoffs three years in a row? <laughs> it's amazing, man. <laughs> How does it sound to be back-to-back -back division champs two years in a row? That's never been done before, by the way. 
three years, I mean, playoffs three years in a row for me, you know, after not smelling the playoffs for what, right. years, you know what I'm saying? This is an amazing fleet. And then winning and back-to-back -back in this division as a, you know, like you said, the Bucks haven't did that in a while. So uh, definitely glory to God, man. And uh, I wouldn't be able, I wouldn't, you know, have no other union out there with me. 30-24, to 24, the Buccaneers victorious. And again, it was a, a joyous, uh, happy time. You could hear the, the music playing in the background. The NFC South hats and shirts had been passed out. What a win. What a win. Back-to-back -back comeback wins to give you eight victories and win the NFC South outright, not even needing the 17th game that will be coming next weekend. And the Buccaneers go back-to-back -back for division titles, as we're talking about with the guys after the game, for the first time ever in franchise history. All right, more conversations. Big defensive tackle Akeem Hicks had some uh, big run-stuffing plays. The Buccaneer defensive line, so much was made of Carolina, by the way, running the football uh, coming into this game, especially Carolina Panthers unable to get anything going running the football in this game uh, for the most part as uh, the Buccaneers stuffed Carolina to just 74 yards on 22 carries uh, in the game. Uh, give a lot of credit to them. And here was Akeem Hicks on our Hooters postgame show when it was done. 30-24, Buccaneers defeat the Carolina Panthers. And Akeem Hicks is gracious to wait for me for a minute because I know you've been talking to the media. Couldn't not talk to you after this is over with a division-winning Sunday to start the new year. How did this team once again gut it out and get this victory? Oh, man, it's a lot of hard-nosed football. I'd say this. Um, uh, an old coach told me, his name was Joe Vitt, when I, back when I played for New Orleans. I'm sure you guys don't want to hear that. But he told me something really important. He said, if a player can't play well against the teams in their division, what are they really worth to the team? You know, and, and I've always held that near and dear to my heart, and I really believe that if you can't beat your opponents that you're going to have to see twice a year, you're going to have some trouble in this league. Well, and that's what this team did in avenging a defeat to Carolina. All right, so they got up 14-0. What, if anything, was being said? Did anything have to be said on stay locked in because number 12 is still on your side and can get you back in the game? No, we didn't have to talk about much. Um, I, I think we got our messages home early during the week. You know, we had these hard conversations about what needed to be picked up what was falling off, how, how we needed to improve. And I think everybody carried that in today. And from the moment we stepped in the building, there was high energy, guys that wanted it. And um, I think it showed well out on the field, even though we had some adversity early in the game. A couple of huge moments. One, Sean Murphy bunting stops them with, an, with a long interception down at the two-yard line. And then Anthony Nelson, this play will be talked about a bunch. Sack fumble, your partner Vita Vea falls on that fumble. I believe you were on the field for that one too. Enormous play because that's the ultimate winning margin is the touchdown after that. I got to see it up close and personal. I'm rushing through the A-gap. I see Nelly coming around the corner, deep bend, knees almost touching the ground, but he's fighting so hard and ripping up so hard that he gets to the quarterback, gets the sack fumble. What a big play for our team. No doubt about that. Can you say, I know it's another side of the ball. Can you say enough about Tom Brady? 400 more yards today, three more long ones to Mike Evans, quarterback sneak that wins again. He's 45 years old, Akeem, and it, and it just continues to be uh, staggering what he's doing, and he's back in the playoffs. I assure you there's nothing about Tom that I could say that you guys haven't heard already, right? If, if you haven't seen it, right? I'm sure there's going to be a 30 for 30, right? Or a, um, what was his book called? Um, the Man in the Arena. Go yes. Like that. Because we know what type of player he is, and he's shown that true for years. So um, it's a pleasure to play with. How does it sound to be back-to-back -back division champs and be hosting a playoff game? You'll take that as we, as we say goodbye to you? Oh, man. You know, I've seen darker days, you know what I mean? So uh, it's a pleasure to be here in a, a winning program and, and getting the job done. Again, with Hicks and Vea both in there, it frees up Devin White and Levante David. It's a different Buccaneer front seven when that can happen with those guys healthy and with Vita back in there. All right, let's, uh, let's continue with the happy interviews on the Hooters postgame show. Tristan Wirfs was elated, one of the guys blocking for Tom Brady. What an explosion on offense with Brady throwing for 432 yards. Here's a happy Buccaneer right tackle going back to the Pro Bowl about getting this win. Ellie, what a freak. What a freak. He balled out. Where's he at? He might be gone. Unreal. It was, yeah, he was a freak. Oh, there he is. You're a freak. No, he was awesome today. I was so happy for him. You know, he came up huge, so that was really cool. Tristan, we joined you late. We're live here on Buccaneers Radio real quick. Can you say enough about the long pass to Mike Evans that seemed to energize everything, including two more long ones to him as the game went yeah, on? That's what I was going to say. I mean, like the three long passes to him. Um, but, no, like it was it was – it was huge to get to get a play like that, you know, at that at that time. Um, 
felt like everyone got you know a, a little bit more juice, a little bit more energy. You know, it's exciting getting a play like that. Um, but you know, Mike was Mike was rolling today, and I was I was so happy for him. You know, and and he accomplished something not a lot of people have accomplished. So um, that was really cool. And for this team, the confidence level, even when behind, you guys are just undaunted and continue to battle. There it was again today to clinch the division. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a <laughs> we just make it hard on ourselves, I think. But um, just to keep you know coming out and, and fighting for as long as we can, as hard as we can, um, is you know is is what we're trying to do. So um, it it is frustrating coming from behind, but you know, wins a win. And finally, it's a happy new year already, but now you're hosting a playoff game in two weeks, an even happier thing after this is over with. Yeah, I'll take that any day of the week. And you don't think it means a ton for Tom Brady to have that security over on the right side and know you don't have to have double teams uh, as much as you've got backups that are maybe capable, the veteran Josh Wells, uh, the young Brandon Walton. You want Wirfs over there, and he did a great job. And really, as the game wore on, the Buccaneer offensive line did a better job blocking the Panthers, who were... Uh, let's just be honest. They were more physical. They were hitting running backs. They were hitting Tom Brady in the first half of the game. Buccaneer pass rush held up much better. Oh, the Buccaneer uh, blocking held up against the Panther pass rush much better in this game. All right, we continue with the postgame interviews. Here's the happy head coach. I, I don't mind telling you, he looked a little worn down. He had the feet up in the office. He had an NFC South hat right beside him. The Buccaneers get the win. They get the division win. Here's our conversation with Coach Todd Bowles. 30-24, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have defeated the Carolina Panthers and have won the NFC South. Happy New Year, Buccaneer fans. Happy New Year. Head coach Todd Bowles, your thoughts immediately after this, another rally, another big performance, especially in the fourth quarter, to get the win. Great team victory. Again, we have a lot of grit, show a lot of resolve. We're very resilient. Uh, we make them tough, but once you win the division, none of them are easy. You know, none, none of them were easy last year, none of them were easy this year, but we're right back where we want to be. All right, we were talking to Mike Evans just a little while ago. Once he got the first long 67-yard touchdown catch, how much did that energize things? How much did it green light that combo, Brady to Evans, for later in the game to finally get the big one? I think it gave both of them confidence. We took the top off at one time. The line gave him some time to throw the football. And later on in the game, we came back with it. And, you know, he had enough time to throw the ball again. And you single Mike too many times, and you're going to pay for it. He was saying to us, we don't see a lot of single high safety or a lot of man coverage without deep help. And it almost, you know, his eyes almost lit up, to paraphrase what he was saying on that. Uh, fourth quarter yet again. Your team comes up with a touchdown, then comes up with a takeaway. Let's talk about the Anthony Nelson strip sack. Vita Vea falls on the ball. Enormous play to get you seven more points or six more points at that stage. Nelson done it two weeks in a row now. He's done a heck of a job coming from behind, stripping him. Uh, he's coming into his own as a player. Very heady guy, very smart guy, very tough guy. He's, he's really doing a lot of good things for us on defense, and we're happy to have him playing. You had Sean Murphy Bunting come up with another interception. He was really pressed into duty for much of this game because of Carlton Davis being inactive. I know you've not seen coaches tape, but even though they got a couple of scores as the game went on, he and Jamel Dean did a pretty good job in that secondary. Just speak more to Murphy Bunting and the job the secondary did. Sean prepares well, you know, he prepares like a quarterback. He understands everything that's getting ready to happen to him before it happens. So he, he plays a very smart football game. He's a very heady player. He has outstanding hands and, and awareness, and it, it showed. His health has been an issue for the past couple of years, but he's healthy now, and everything's putting it all together. He's putting it all together. Let's bring it back to Tom Brady, 34 of 45, 432 more yards, 14th 400-yard game of his career, three touchdowns, got the all-important quarterback sneak. I mean, it's amazing. I keep asking you about this, and here it was again today when you had to have it. Just assess what you saw and how tremendous it is to be uh, on a sideline watching this guy operate for the Buccaneers. You know, you see it so many times. It looks like old hat, but when you're in the game on the sidelines, you know, you just sit with amazement with the things that he can do at his age right now. And Father Time has not caught up with him yet. He might be Father Time. So he, he's kind of, he's, he's doing it. He's excited to play. He's like a little kid in a candy shop. And he's competitive as heck. And he got it done. You guys got it done. You now are division winners. You now have guaranteed a home playoff game on the wild card weekend next weekend. 
Uh, it was not easy, but you won the games you had to win at Arizona and today to earn that. Uh, just say something else about winning the division, guaranteeing a home playoff game in two weeks. It's huge winning the division. You know, without a wild card or winning the division, you can't get to the Super Bowl. So we accomplished goal number one. We have three goals. Uh, win the division, win the NFC Championship game, and win the Super Bowl. So it's a hat and t-shirt game. We understand that. It's the start of a hat and t-shirt game. We got two more hat and t-shirts to try and get. He does have the hat by here by him here. He doesn't have it on at the moment. I have a feeling it might go on. It may have been on here a little while ago. Uh, one more time, I love doing this. There are a lot of Buccaneer fans that are in traffic, that are leaving the stadium, that are hearing us on our Buccaneers radio, 98 Rock and our station. Say something to them because they were loud and they were influential, especially in the second half in the fourth quarter of this game. And I know you need them all in two weeks in the playoffs. Tampa Bay fans, we're back. <laughs> I like that. Great way to end it. They are back in the playoffs. Coach, congratulations. Again, Mike Evans with the fourth greatest receiving day yardage-wise in Buccaneer history, 207 yards. He also had a 209-yard game in Washington his rookie year, so second 200-yard game for him in his career. Mike Evans also uh, able to get three more touchdown catches in this game. Uh, that's uh, it's, it's remarkable. It's remarkable what he's been able uh, to do for this team. That is the 18th time. By the way, he's had at least two touchdowns in a game, three of them in this game. Mike Evans also now nine consecutive seasons with 1,000 yards as he went over the mark again in 16 games. He's the only player in NFL history to ever do that. Not Jerry Rice, uh, not uh, Randy Moss, not Terrell Owens. Pick any of the Hall of Fame receivers throughout the years, uh, whether you're talking about Lynn Swan or Art Monk. I mean, just start going down the list of all the great receivers in the NFL or even now the modern uh, receivers in the National Football League. The guys like A.J. Brown, who had so many uh, great years in Cincinnati, uh, for example, or um, on and on. Devontae Adams hasn't played long enough, and maybe he will start to approach the record. But, I mean, Mike's got nine straight seasons uh to start his career with a thousand yards receiving uh, and as much as you know like dan marino was throwing to duper and clayton they never they never had nine straight to start their careers uh it's just incredible what he has been able uh to do throughout his career jerry rice by the way has the all-time record with 11 consecutive 1000 yard seasons mike is now two away from that with his ninth straight year, and is the only guy to ever do it at the beginning of his career. Uh, 432 yards from Tom Brady. Here he was on Sunday evening with the media about the win, winning the division, getting to host a playoff game, and much more. You were in sync with Mike Evans. You took one across to yourself. Uh, how's it feel, clinching the NFC South, all that in one day? Yeah, it felt great. Um Really proud of our guys and everyone on the team, coaches. We battled through a lot of tough things this year and happy to win the division. It's always tough to, to do it. There's, NFL games are tough to win, and you know we um, always figure out a way to keep them somehow exciting. I wish they wouldn't be as exciting as we made them, but um, <clears throat> happy we got the win and happy so many guys contributed. And uh, Jake made a great play there at the end, and uh, defense came up big for us. Mike came up big. Chris did. So, um no, nice to qualify. Still got one tough game to go. We'll try to finish strong, and uh, we know that we got a few extra, at least one extra bonus game, and we'll try to, you know, prepare as hard as we can this week and see how things go. Five years ago today, numbers in the Orange Bowl, uh, two double-digit deficits, kind of like you did today. What's allowing yeah. you to keep doing it? My teammates, my coaches, you know, putting putting us in a great position to succeed, and even all the way back then, it was always about the team. That's the sports ultimate team sport. You rely so much on everybody to do their job at a high level. And I have so many great teammates and so many great coaches. I'm very blessed to, uh, you know, just enjoy it. That's what life's about, you know, memories and relationships. And I feel like I'm the luckiest guy in the world. Mike Evans had a great game today as you had over 200 yards passing to Mike Evans, three touchdowns to Evans too. What was clicking for you today uh, and Mike as you guys had a great performance in this one? Yeah, Mike played awesome like he always does. You know, I, I love playing out there with him and he's an amazing player. I've missed him too many times this year, so it was nice to connect with him and hopefully we can keep that going. I think we will. But Tom, what was the difference, do you think? Because you entered this game first in attempts over 20 plus yards, but you know, not obviously I'm sure having the completion percentage you want to. So 
what was the difference in you seeing that and being able to connect downfield? I think statistically we have not done a lot of great things this year. So we haven't been very good on third down, the red area, long balls, short balls. Um, so I think everything needs to be cleaned up. It's just the reality of where we're at. We can't, you know, miss guys whether they're five yards deep or sixty yards deep. And you know, I just got to keep putting the ball out there for those guys to go make plays for us. Um, you're locked into the number four spot. Can't move up. Can't move down. Uh, if Coach Bowles says, uh, "Tom, take a breather. Don't play in Atlanta," would that bother you? What's your inclination? I mean, it's always up to coach, but yeah, that would bother me. I've, I've missed the game other than my ACL. And uh, yeah, and then 2016, I missed the first four games. So other than that, I played them all. Tom, did Tom the last couple of weeks? I was very polite there. Just like, <laughs> it takes a lot for me to be polite. <laughs> Tom, these last couple of weeks, the defense has helped you guys out getting some takeaways that have been able to do a part to me this year. What's, what's, what do you say about the play of the defense today, getting some of those takeaways, putting you guys in some better scoring positions? Yeah, it's a complimentary game. I think turnovers, uh, field position, third downs, scoring in the red area. I think one thing we didn't do a good job was scoring in the red area today. We had some opportunities down there. Um, you know, special teams, we missed some opportunities scoring points there too. So, you know, it's you can't miss those. And I think there's very <clears throat> very little margin of error when you play good teams. And we play a lot of the good teams this year. So um, as we go forward, we got to play our best. Yeah, and I think you know we gotta we gotta keep going. I mean, it's just we're a football season. We're football players. That's what we do. We play football. Is there anything specific that happened this week with Mike in practice or today with their game planning that allowed you to get the deep balls to Mike? No, he he's been running by him. I just haven't hit him. So it's nice nice to hit him. All right. Tom, how much was the factor with uh, some of the protections on on some of the long passes to Mike also? Awesome. Awesome. I thought they protected great. And we got a few sacks today, but it's a good pass rush. And Brian Burns, incredible player. Derek Brown's a great player. Um, but our, our guys held up great in there and just we kept slugging it out. So thank you guys. Happy New Year. 30 to 24. The Bucks have won it. That's 14, 14 400 yard pass games in Tom Brady's career. Uh, remarkable. 19 division titles for Tom Brady in New England and Tampa Bay. 17 with the Patriots, two with the Buccaneers. Only the second time ever that the Bucs have made the playoffs three years in a row. The last time is when they made it four years in a row, 99 through 02, culminating with the John Gruden-led Super Bowl with all those Hall of Fame players. Just remarkable. Uh, and some more accolades. Chris Godwin, now 12 straight games with at least five catches. I'd say he's back, back and healthy. Uh, in this one, give him a ton of credit uh, with the job that he's done uh, so far. Um, eight total tackles for Levante David, including a tackle for loss in this one. Um, Anthony Nelson now three straight games with a sack. The Buccaneer defense with three more takeaways in this game. Complete complimentary football. No, you don't want to fall behind 14 nothing. But once it was 14 nothing. The Buccaneers came to life and completely outplayed the Carolina Panthers, save for the one drive that made the game 21-10. They outplayed the Panthers for the next three quarters, especially in the fourth quarter of the game. And the 30-point output bodes well for the future on what this team can do, especially with explosive plays to Mike Evans as something to savor. All right, so here's the situation, Buccaneer fans, as we head in to the final weekend of action. The Bucs will now play the Atlanta Falcons, That is coming up uh, this weekend. We have to say this weekend because the NFL is still trying to determine if they're going to play a couple of games on Saturday. It's not likely that the Buccaneers match up with the Falcons would be flexed to Saturday because there's no playoff implications. There'd be no reason to have that game be a standalone game. So like 99% likely the game is on Sunday and more than likely going to be at one Eastern time because it has no playoff implications whatsoever. Uh, Again, had Carolina won then the Buccaneers match up with the Falcons and the Saints match up with the Panthers because the Saints beat the Philadelphia Eagles would have both been for the division being on the line between Tampa Bay, Carolina, and New Orleans. None of that matters now because the Buccaneers have the tiebreaker over the Saints. Even if the Bucs don't beat the Falcons and the Saints win and both teams finish at 8-9, and nine, the Bucs won both uh, meetings with New Orleans. That's it. And the Falcons were long eliminated a couple of weeks ago, actually last weekend, 
and so they're out of it. So I believe the game will be Sunday. The NFL will make the announcement on the game times on Monday. Uh, you're probably hearing that here as the podcast is released on Monday, Monday night into Tuesday, what time the game will be. And uh, and now we know that the Buccaneers will host a playoff game against the fifth wild card, the first wild card, the fifth seed. And that will be either the Dallas Cowboys or the Philadelphia Eagles. So here's the scenario, folks. By virtue of the Saints beating the Eagles, the NFC East is still up for grabs. So the Eagles will play host to the New York Giants coming on Sunday. And simultaneous to that, they're going to have the Dallas Cowboys play the Washington Commanders at the same time. I don't know this for certain, but it is likely that both of those games are going to move to late in the afternoon just because of the major TV markets and they want them playing at the same time. If the Eagles beat the Giants, the Eagles win the East because it doesn't matter what Dallas does, the Eagles will finish with 14 wins and they will win the East. However, if they lose the Eagles, that will put them at 13-4. and four. It will open the door that if Dallas wins in Washington, that the Dallas Cowboys will win the East. So the Eagles get in with, by either winning or by having Dallas lose to the Commanders. The Cowboys have to have an Eagles loss to the Giants, and then they have to beat the Commanders. Now, interesting, the Commanders are now eliminated from the playoffs. This is official because their loss Sunday to the Cleveland Browns, their third straight loss, coupled with Green Bay's Sunday night win over the Minnesota Vikings in blowout fashion, means the Packers are alive and the Commanders are out. They do not win uh, any kind of a tiebreaker with Green Bay. And again, it's odd because the Commanders have a tie, but uh, Green Bay... Uh, only has to win and they will make the playoffs. The Seahawks and the Lions need help. The Seahawks were winners over the Jets. The Lions were winners over the Bears. They're waiting for a Green Bay potential loss to the Lions. The Lions have to beat Green Bay. Then if Seattle wins their final game, Seattle's in. But if the Rams beat Seattle, the Lions are in as the final wildcard team. Let's go back again to what matters for the Buccaneers. You're hosting a wildcard playoff game on the first weekend. That game could be Saturday, that game could be Sunday, or that game could be standalone Monday night football game. There is a Monday night wildcard playoff game on ESPN. So the game could be any of those three days. So the Dallas Cowboys are most likely going to be the opponent, except for the scenario that I just told you about, that if the Eagles lose and the Cowboys win, then the Eagles will kick down to the five seed in the top wildcard spot, and it's a rematch of the wildcard weekend last year won by the Buccaneers at Raymond James Stadium for the wildcard playoff game 2023 playoffs. All right, so let's see what happens. Again, the NFL could very well have the Giants, Eagles, and the Bucks commanders playing at 1 Eastern time. My educated speculation is they're going to play late in the day. Let's see if that's the case. Then again... The Packers and the Lions may play late in the day because the Seahawks are going to play late in the day with the Rams. And again, they want teams that have something on the line in in two games to be playing at the same time against each other. So Seahawks have to play after four Eastern time, one Pacific time. So more than likely, the Packers and the Lions are going to play the same way at Lambeau after four Eastern time, three Central time in Green Bay. So we'll see where they put Eagles against Giants and Cowboys against Commanders for those matchups. That will determine the Buccaneers' playoff opponent. Again, there's nothing on the line next weekend. Will the Buccaneers choose to rest almost everybody? Maybe play the starters for a series or two, and that's it. Uh, You may see a lot of Blaine Gabbert. You might see some of Kyle Trask at quarterback. You're going to see a lot of backups get in this game and play this game while the Bucks rest up and try to heal up. We'll see how many guys are active and who's playing in the game in Atlanta. That means nothing for anybody. Atlanta's long out of it. Even though they won on Sunday, they were eliminated last weekend. Nothing for them. Nothing to change the Buccaneer playoff seating. They're number four in the playoff seating no matter what. So let's see what Coach Todd Bowles elects to do for this matchup at Mercedes-Benz Stadium this weekend, and then we'll scoreboard watch with everybody on what's going to happen with Cowboys, Commanders, Eagles, Giants. Again, for the Giants, they qualified for the playoffs with their win over Indianapolis. They're in. They're likely the sixth seed. We'll wait and see how it all ferrets out 
Uh, in fact, they are going to be the sixth seed because they won their ninth game already. And the other teams that are chasing them can't get to nine wins. Actually, Seattle can get to nine wins. And let me double check that while I'm talking off the top of my head here. I'm looking as well at the uh, Detroit Lions. The Lions can get to nine. So too can the Packers. So whoever wins the Lions-Packers game uh, gets to nine. Seattle can get to nine. And then I don't know how it works with the Giants in a three-way tiebreaker. But the Giants are in the playoffs. They guaranteed themselves a playoff spot. And they are likely the sixth seed by virtue of their win. Does, does New York play hard at Philadelphia and knock the Eagles maybe out of the NFC East perch where the Eagles don't get the bye and are playing on the wild card weekend in Tampa? Stay tuned for that uh, from Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley and company with the Giants for that matchup they have with Philadelphia. We just know this. The Bucks are in the divisional round of the playoffs or in the wild card round of the playoffs after winning the division, I should say, in two weeks. It will be determined at a later date who's the opponent. Will it be Dallas? Will it be Philadelphia? It's going to be one of those two teams, and we'll know what happens. All right, so I say to, again to you, keep vigilant because more than likely the Buccaneer game is 1 Eastern time on Sunday. We'll be back after that Buccaneer game this weekend with another nothing but Bucks to set the table for the upcoming playoff matchup with either Dallas or Philadelphia. That's who it's going to be in the Wild Card Weekend at Raymond James Stadium. Will that game be Saturday of Wild Card Weekend, Sunday or Monday? The league will determine that with the television partners. Let's wait and see what they elect to do. For now, enjoy it. Happy New Year, Buccaneer fans. Savor it. What a win. What a win in come-from-behind fashion. Eight was enough, like Dick Van Patten in the 70s and the 80s with that TV show that the millennials know nothing about. Eight was enough to win the South. We said that for weeks, that eight was more than likely going to be enough. It was enough. On Sunday, January 1st, the Bucs got the eighth win. They win the division for the second straight year. They're in the playoffs for the third straight year. And now anything can happen once you get in the postseason. My thanks to Jason Berenger helping me with highlights of the interviews. Jeff Ryan's our director of broadcasting. Stay tuned for Bucks and Falcons this weekend. Again, nothing on the line in that game. We'll come back with a little bit of a highlight recap, etc., of that game, but we'll look more ahead to the wild card weekend and the Bucks hosting either the Cowboys or the Eagles on the next edition of this podcast and show. And however you found us, make sure you're subscribed on the podcast outlets. Subscribe through the Buccaneers mobile app. We'll come your way off the weekend after the Bucks play in Atlanta. We'll look ahead to the wild card matchup with either the Cowboys or the Eagles. I'm TJ Reeves. Happy New Year. Celebrate, Buccaneer fans. Division champs, home playoff game coming. And we'll be ready to talk all about it on Nothing But Bucks.